October 13th. Let's Talk is the devotional podcast ministry of Bible Fellowship Church, and it's designed to give you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Today, we'll look at Psalm 129 as we continue our journey through the Songs of Ascent. While this is not one of the more familiar psalms, its message is clear as it rings with hope in the goodness of God. Here's what it says. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me. Let all Israel repeat this. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted me, but they have never defeated me. My back is covered with cuts as if a farmer had plowed long furrows. But the Lord is good. He has cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly. May all who hate Jerusalem be turned back in shameful defeat. May they be as useless as grass on a rooftop, turning yellow when only half grown, ignored by the harvester, despised by the binder. And may those who pass by refuse to give them this blessing. The Lord bless you. We bless you in the name of the, in the Lord's name. These are not verses we commonly memorize or find artistically printed on posters. When approaching any passage of Scripture, and particularly an unfamiliar one like this, it's helpful to read the verses several times. Read them slowly and ask for the Holy Spirit's help to understand the message God intends you to receive. So what is it that God is saying in these verses? A slow and careful reading will reveal several things. First, the psalmist is writing this song of ascent, this lyrical poetry, following what seems to have been a prolonged persecution. Verse 1 says, From my earliest youth my enemies have persecuted me. That in itself is remarkable. Here is someone who has personally experienced persecution and yet can now write about it as inspired by God. In fact, there were likely many in the group making their way to Jerusalem who had also personally experienced mistreatment and were now able to sing these words together. That message gives us hope. As illustrated by these words, we know that healing is possible even when the hurt is deep. Secondly, we find in these verses how the psalmist was able to get to this point. What made that healing possible? Again, a slow and careful reading of the verses reveals that the author attributes his survival to God's goodness and not his personal strength. This is revealed by the subtlety of the language, particularly in verses 3 and 4, which say, My back is covered with cuts, as if a farmer had plowed long furrows. But the Lord is good. He's cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly. Notice how this wording places the emphasis not so much on his mistreatment as on the goodness of God. The force of the message would have been totally different if the wording had been reversed to say, The Lord is good. He's cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly, but my back is covered with cuts as if a farmer had plowed long furrows. The placement of thoughts around that little three-letter word, but, changed everything. The reality of the mistreatment is obvious, but the emphasis is placed on the goodness of God. What a wonderful thing to sing about. Can't you just imagine this group of pilgrims singing the opening lines about their mistreatment in low and solemn notes, and then shouting with joy at verse 4, But the Lord is good. He has cut me free from the ropes of the ungodly. 
So what does this mean for us reading these words today? We have hope of rescue even from the ugliest of situations because of the goodness of God. Everything must come back to the only one who is able to truly rescue. Curiously, what follows in verses 5 through 8 are instructions for how to pray for the persecutors. Very simply put, the psalmist says, May the ones who hate God's people and purposes be defeated. The tone is not vindictive, but it clearly acknowledges the desire, the desire that the persecutors will not be successful in their efforts. What a good thing to remember as we pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ, and what an excellent way to pray. One last observation from the, from the psalm is the parallel between the experience of the psalmist and Jesus. Jesus was also persecuted, mistreated, and he was crucified, but not defeated. We see Jesus rustling in the pages of the Old Testament, and this passage is no exception. Hebrews 12.3 says, Consider him, that would mean consider Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So we find in this psalm hope for the weary because of God's goodness, and we also find ultimate deliverance through Jesus. Psalm 129 may not be one of the more familiar psalms, but that certainly does not diminish the power of the words. God's power is on every page of His Word. I encourage you to read every part of it, even the parts that are unfamiliar. Read it slowly and carefully, asking for God's help to understand what is being said, and then watch. Watch as He opens your mind to understand the Scripture. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the power that's in your word. Thank you for the hope you give to hurting people. And I praise you for your goodness that's just as real to us today as it was to the one who wrote this psalm. I pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are enduring persecution today. May you frustrate the plans of the persecutors and remind our brothers and sisters of your goodness. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for Let's Talk. Check out the BFC website for more information about the various ministries available for all ages at Bible Fellowship Church. Remember, come what may, God's goodness never ends.